1: I have had some situations where the person who is left feels unhinged and not not ready to move through the process and sort of moves really slowly because, because they're not ready or they're so full of emotion and then at some point the pace flips. I've noticed this. It's fascinating. Where the person who chose to get divorced wants the process slowed down and the person who has been left has now processed the reality of the situation and is ready to to reach some conclusion. So this can be fluid too. I think it's really important to realize that because sometimes the person who has decided to end the marriage Telling the other spouse is a huge step for them, but going through the divorce process raises their own um, grief and feelings.
0: Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. I have Rachel with me today. Hey, Rachel. Hi, Karen. So happy to be here. Rachel, you have picked such an important topic. Uh, Today, we're discussing the unwanted divorce insights and encouragement for the spouse that has been left. And there is a really big difference in the beginning and sometimes throughout between the spouse who chose to leave and the spouse who Mm -hmm. has been left. And we really want to honor you today. You, the spouse that has been left and talk about um, the challenges that you face and actually some hidden gifts that we would like you to keep an eye out for. Rachel, why don't you start us off? Sure. So this I raised this topic because I
1: have a number of clients who I'm coaching right now who who are the spouse who has been left. And it varies from a short-term to a midterm to really long-term marriages. And I've no I've been noticing some different patterns. I mean, they're all individual situations, but I've been noticing some commonalities. And, and I thought it would be really helpful for the wider audience to. Um, to to learn about some ways to address this, so uh, it comes up in different ways. Sometimes both spouses realize that the marriage is not going well, and they and they've been working on the marriage. And one spouse decides that that they can't continue anymore. Sometimes both spouses feel like. It's time to end. And that that is that is often the easiest way to go through a divorce, although there there's still grief, but it's a mutual decision. And then the most. Painful scenario is often when one spouse tells the other spouse that they want a divorce and it comes as a complete shock to the other spouse. It it, it literally feels like it came out of nowhere. And so that's where I want to focus today, because there are some unique experiences and feelings that people have when that happens.
0: Yeah. And I, I refer to it as feeling blindsided, actually feeling like you've been hit by an 18 wheeler Mack truck like it really there's such a visceral and overwhelming uh, reaction when it comes out of the blue like that. That's
1: right. And it's actually the more I coach people who have experienced this and the more I reflect on it, it, it is traumatic. And so not only are you experiencing Grief around a marriage ending. There is a trauma component to this because this this appeared to come out of the blue, and so it's very disorienting. It can it can it can really um, trigger a lot of brain fog, a lot of rage. Feeling deeply, deeply rejected and hurt, feeling like it's very hard to function. Um, crying all the time is really common. It's a lot, of, it's it's very often um, a lot of typical, common, traumatic responses when somebody has been hit with a trauma. And, and so I think that people, even though they feel blindsided and they feel shocked, they're they're surprised at how deeply traumatized they feel in getting the news.
0: Yeah. And, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about how you how you navigate that and honor that. And we'll be talking a little bit in a little bit about the grieving process. Uh if if this is you, you know, and we, we talk about this in all different ways, it may be that you have loved ones who are minimizing mm-hmm. uh, in an effort to make you feel better. And I think what what Rachel and I want to say to you is. Uh, what you're experiencing is a trauma. It is traumatic. And uh, and that needs to be honored as well as all of the other challenges that that's right will bring to the fore.
1: That's right. I mean, that that can be really hurtful to hear from somebody who you're hoping to get support from, you know, it's been X number of months already. uh, You know, it's time to move on with your life. And, And that kind of um, advice is just it it, it.
0: it just adds to
1: the trauma because because it minimizes.
0: And I think the one thing that you didn't mention that I'll add into that mix is shame. Mm. It's like a shame that I didn't see it coming. Ashamed that you know that that I've failed. Like this incredible guilt or shame that someone could also. Um, find themselves swimming in. And all of that emotion needs space to be processed and released. That's right. That's right. And and I often
1: talk with my clients about giving them the space. Um, I've had clients who the first few sessions, they cry through the session and, and they tell me how much they hate feeling this way, and they're afraid that they're going to feel this way forever. And um, part of what I do in the coaching is reassuring them over and over and over. You are on a grief roller coaster to the extreme because of how you learned about this divorce. And to the extent you can let yourself feel what you need to feel, you will move through the grief process more thoroughly and, in fact, more quickly. Um, you know. You will get out of this and the and the the depth and the duration of the grief and and the sadness and the horrible pain will gradually lessen and lessen and lessen. And you will be able to to see more clearly who you are and who you want to be into the future. And and it's important to be really kind to yourself. I tell my clients that a lot.
0: Have you been listening to our podcast for a while and still feel emotionally stuck and overwhelmed? If you desire to experience the ease and confidence we so often speak about, we have a program just for you. Our Broken to Brilliant group coaching program provides the emotional support and practical guidance needed to move forward with certainty and confidence. It's a safe, caring, and affordable space to heal from the pain of divorce and create a life you love. You can learn more about this 12-week program, which includes six 90-minute group sessions, powerful coaching that catapults you forward, and a community of peers there to support you. Just go to jbddivorcesupport.com backslash broken to brilliant and register today. We'll see you soon. You know, just to talk about all the grief stages, certainly when you feel blindsided, uh, you know, denial is going to protect you. You are going to step into this can't be happening. He or she's just going through a midlife crisis. You know, um, it must be, you know, somebody else. Like there's all of these like denial things that that that. My spouse of X number of years couldn't have just done this to me. Like there has to be something else, right? That denial. It's and and it I just need to figure it out. And I just need to get 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 somehow to the other side of it. So so, you know, that that first stage of denial is really, really powerful. You might not want to get out of bed. You might want to just like stay under the covers and I can't face the world until it it recalibrates back to what. I expect it to be like those mm-hmm. kinds of reactions. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And and, and it, it, I tell my clients, expect the roller coaster because it, it's not a one and done. It, you know, you may feel like, oh, I got past this part of my grieving and then boom, something triggers the grief all over again. So you may gradually be feeling stronger and then you may get a text from your soon to be ex spouse that just throws you right back in to the trauma and the shock and the disbelief and the depression and, and and expect that and sort of ride with it. It's sort of like a ride that that's how I try to help my clients envision it. Also, it's so normal to to go through feelings of hope, of reconciliation, that if I do this, like he said, if I only do this, oh, he he or she wanted me to change this way. Maybe I'll try this and then flip to rage or grief or sadness. That's really common. Also, I've heard my clients talk a lot about this was not the person I married. I'm shocked that they're acting this way. I'm shocked that they're, that this is the decision that they made. And then as they do the work with me and, and really engage in more self-reflection, they, my clients start to see, and I'm sure you have this too, that, wait a minute, he or she actually had one foot out the door and I wasn't noticing. or he or she was not engaged in a relationship or with the family and I was overcompensating. And so so there, there's a fluctuation with I'm shocked at my spouse doing this and then gaining a little bit of insight, a little bit at a time about sort of what led up to this.
0: Yeah, I would say, gosh, over the last decade, so often uh my clients who start out shocked and devastated, once they get past that the those initial really, really difficult, painful stages, um it's almost like they take off the rose- colored glasses a little bit. It's like you know, as a matter of fact and and start looking back and seeing that there were breadcrumbs along the way. there were signs and and challenges and and uh and now they're ready to look at them and so if you're not ready yet that's okay. you're not ready, and yet as you Uh, talk with your coach or therapist or friend, depending on who your support is. uh, It's actually a sign of progress, too, when you're able to start kind of looking at your relationship and uh, seeing things that maybe you weren't able to see before.
1: Yeah. And that's where the really important work begins in terms of starting to um, rebuild your life, starting to to get a better sense of yourself or maybe to rediscover who you are again and find your own voice and examine what your part in the marriage may have been that that may have contributed to where you're at, at right now, not in terms of blame, but simply in terms of insight about, for example, did I settle? Uh, You know, why was I the one doing all the work? I thought I was I was just being a really good spouse and then realizing I was doing all the work, emotional and household, et cetera, because my spouse was barely involved in the family and the relationship. And and so these are some of the the little Um, nuggets that start to develop as as time progresses and as you start working through the grief and and doing some self-reflection is starting to realize your part in the pattern and and starting to make some choices about whether you want to continue to engage like that or whether you want to start to relate differently and, and look at yourself differently.
0: Yeah. And there is actually three podcasts that come to mind, so I'm not going to wait until the end to say these. So the first one is our last two voices of celebration were two individuals who were left Mm. and they talk about that and they talk about that early devastation and then the gifts. And so if you haven't tuned in, go back. And I think uh, Cheryl and Amy are two of the names that come to mind. So look for voices of celebration. The other thing is we're not going to get deep into all of the uh, stages and and uh, non-linear flow of grief. But uh, on a I think our last uh, team talk, Carrie and I, talked about grief and grief through divorce. And so if that resonates with you, we really want to encourage you to go back and listen to that so that you have a better sense of where you are in your grieving process, which I think would be really helpful. And then the third podcast uh, was another team talk with Diane Dempster. And we talked about when your spouse is emotionally out of step with you. And that's what you and I are about to talk about. So, You, the person who was left, is in a very different position starting off the divorce than the person who decided to leave. So when you and your spouse are emotionally at step as a podcast of Journey Beyond that you want to look for, let's dive into that a little bit now, Rachel. Yeah. What that difference is for the lever and the levy.
1: Great point. So perspective is obviously very different. um, But pace is, is a very, very important difference because the person who has made the choice to leave the marriage has in all likelihood been processing this for days, months, maybe even years. And so they are at a point of decision making and they've made a decision and they are miles ahead of the person who who they are leaving. The, the levy, we can call that person, may, may feel pressure from the person, from the other spouse to get with the program already. Okay, if I told you I don't want to be in the marriage anymore. Now we need to move through the divorce process, or now we need to start examining how to separate. It can be very intense pressure. So it's really important to remember you are at the starting line in terms of processing the end of the marriage and your spouse is, is much closer to the finish line in terms of emotionally processing and give yourself the space and the time to process it at your own pace. If you're under pressure to begin a divorce process really quickly and you feel like, Hey, I'm reeling. I am very ungrounded. I'm in no position to start making decisions to start facing you in a room, for example, in mediation, give yourself that space and and be very clear that that you need some time and maybe say, "I, I, I can't address this right now. Let's revisit this in X number of days or weeks. Really important that you don't just sort of step into your spouse's pace.
0: Yeah, you no, know, I love that. I think that that's vital, and so often um, people do feel pressured. And I, I was working with one fella, and he felt so pressured. He was actually going to go ahead with mediation. And when we talked it through, he was so ill-equipped. He was emotionally on his ear. He hadn't even gotten an opportunity to do the research to find out what his rights were. And here he was about to like, say, okay, okay, if you, if we have to, I'll go and sit with the mediator. And we were able to talk about boundaries and setting boundaries and, and, and and really asking for what you need. And one of the little snippets, and I'm I'm sure you would agree with me. One of the things an attorney said to me: I I was the one who left, um, and he said uh, it was the attorney for my children. He said every divorce will move as quickly as the slowest moving person. Very and true. It was it was good for me as the person leaving to know that. And for you who have been left, not to use as power or manipulation, but you do get to set the pace. And if you need more time, no matter what story your spouse is telling you about what might happen if you don't move, um, don't listen to him or her, speak to an attorney, find out what your options are, because the truth is, you have a right to um, the space and time you need to process with within reason. You have very much a right and and you actually get to determine the pace.
1: Yes. And here's an interesting um, anecdotal situation that I've noticed in working with many, many people going through divorce is I have had some situations where the person who is left feels unhinged and not and not ready to move through the process and sort of moves really slowly because because they're not ready or they're so full of emotion. And then at some point, the pace flips. I've noticed this, it's fascinating, where the person who chose to get divorced wants the process slowed down and the person who has been left has now processed the reality of the situation and is ready to to reach some conclusion. So this can be fluid too. I think it's really important to realize that because sometimes the person who has decided to end the marriage telling the other spouse is a huge step for them, but going through the divorce process raises their own um, grief and feelings sometimes because because that's a whole other level of ending a marriage. So just be aware that the pace pace can ebb and flow. It's not sort of set in stone um, as it begins.
0: And yet, and I love that point. And and yet the other thing that I think we would agree on, Rachel, is those who invest in themselves and do the inner work to understand what did I bring to the table? What was my part in the difficulties? Um, What am I afraid of? What do I desire? How do I move toward what I desire? Those are the people who end up moving faster because once they're clear and they're standing on solid ground while they left or they were left, they're the person who's like, OK, game on. Now I'm ready. Let's get this over with. Let me see what I have on the other side of this so that I can start my next life. And and that really brings us to um the gifts. And I had, um, one client I was speaking about on another podcast recently, where so resistant, so devastated, so crushed. And, and then I got that call that I just love getting. That was like, this is a, a a single dad with four kids in school. And he's like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and when I started working with him, we were scraping him off the ground. He was just devastated eight ways from Sunday and did such hard work, rolled up his sleeves, showed up, did the work, had the conversations, faced the fears. And, uh, and he was able to then become the more active, expediting person moving that divorce forward.
1: And that is absolutely one of the gifts. I I had a client who actually thanked her spouse for initiating the divorce at the end of the process and telling him him that he had given her a gift, that that she was now going to live a more authentic life and, and, and that she was looking forward to her future.
0: And, you know, I think that um, as we begin to wrap this up, it's it's so important in those early stages to honor yourself, to create some boundaries, to find somebody healthy and safe that you can uh, process what's going on in your head, and your heart and 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 release it. Like that's absolutely vital. And if you have people telling you to have a stiff upper lip or move on, just boundary those people, find your safe people so that you'll know as you're processing it, we all know when we're like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready to take the next steps. And, and divorce is difficult. There's a lot of steps, but And you do get to that point where it's like, wow. And I say this in so many interviews. At the tail end, I loved the human being I became. Like Mm -hmm. when I was able to put the whole thing in context, how much growth I had experienced, um, how I had kind of come to terms with those big fears of being a single mom or whatever it is. And so as you move through it, there are enormous gifts of Self-awareness of emotional regulation and self-management and also of refinding yourself, of, of getting excited about creating your best next chapter.
1: That's right. And if you have children, it's a wonderful opportunity to learn new ways to communicate As you co-parent, because often if a a marriage is in trouble, the communication between the spouses in their relationship is not at a very high level. And their co-parenting communication is probably not at a high level either.
0: Yeah. Perfect. So any last um, tips or um, advice on this topic before we wrap up?
1: Just again, to reemphasize, be kind to yourself. Give yourself the space. If you find yourself crying all day, I promise you, you will not be living a life where you're crying every single day. And it's okay. And like you said, Lean on the people who are supporting you, accepting where you're at and helping to buoy and buoy you in a way that you can find your inner strength. Um, And the last thing I just want to say is that looking back time traveling to the past in order to understand your part in what happened and really make some internal changes is wonderful and growth producing, but time traveling, looking into the past and and continually asking yourself, why did this happen? Why did this happen? What could I have done? Um, Why did this happen? is not going to serve you and it's only going to add to your stress and your grief. And there's nothing that can be done to change what has happened. All you can do is change what's going on right now and who you are and, um, and how you want to be coping with this.
0: Yeah, really, really well put. So I want to say one more time, there's a, a A team talk on grief, and there's a team talk on being emotionally out of step with your spouse. I think both of those, if this episode resonates with you, find those. And then voices of celebration. So many of them talk about exactly this. And so listen into those. And we're hoping that that encourages you. The final thing I'd like to say is we offer a rapid relief call for anyone who reaches out. Uh, Rachel's personal link will be in the show notes. So you can either go to rapidreliefcall.com and you'll get whoever on the team is free during that period, or you can go into the show notes and click on Rachel's um, personal link and sign up with her. It's a one hour free call on the house uh, there to support you and you will walk away with new perspectives and a strategy. And so yeah, jump on and do that. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. What a great topic. And we will be back again real soon with another episode of JPD King Talks. Until thank back, you, Karen. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us on the journey beyond divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, Please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women throughout one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.